the perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. New CBS Sunday. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. When something is lost, everyone's looking for something. He finds it. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. How you survive, you make quick, smart decisions. You never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. New Sunday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast with your hosts, Chip Patterson, Tom Fernelli, Danny Cannell, and Bud Elliott. It's your call for the best college football coverage from National Signing Day to the National Championship and everything in between. CBS Sports presents the Cover 3 Podcast. And welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast. Here on CBS Sports, that's Tom Fernelli, that's Bud Elliott, I'm Chip Patterson, coming to you live at youtube.com slash cover3 and all across the 24-7 Sports Facebook network. Thanks for hanging out. Smash that subscribe, smash that like, and come and join us in the chat Thursdays. Interactive every single week. Not your typical mailbag episode because we got a monster of a question. One that will require a good bit of time for us to get through because... A user named Depressed WVU fan boy, Hi, Coco. <laughs> offered a a a, um, a pitch on very specific tasks if we were a college football dictator. Not a czar, not a commissioner, not a president. If we were the ruthless dictators of college football, what would we do? And I'll go ahead and tease it, but we'll have our answers in a little bit. We will be changing one team's conference. We will be firing and replacing one head coach. We will be building one new stadium for a team. We will be giving, and I quote, one less privileged school an NIL war chest that rivals Tennessee, and we will be relegating one school to FCS. So if you've got your own suggestions, you can start thinking them up in your head. These are going to be the tasks for the college football dictator coming up in just a little bit. We begin with a little bit of portal news at the quarterback position because we're getting the band back together, baby. The Alamo Bowl. Because I got to tell you, I was watching the Alamo Bowl. Casey Thompson stepped in there. He had four touchdowns magically on just 170 yards passes. But, you know, four touchdowns and everything was all good with Tom Herman. And then they fired him after winning the Alamo Bowl behind this great Casey Thompson performance. Well, Casey Thompson, who, of course, was at Texas, was at Nebraska, now announces he will be headed to FAU, where he will be reuniting with Tom Herman. I have sensed, though I think that this would be a good time for a vibe check, that we've got a little bit of um, positive momentum or upward trajectory, some good feelings about the Tom Herman era at FAU as the Owls make the move to the American Athletic Conference does Casey Thompson joining uh, joining the squad make you feel any better about FAU looking ahead to 2023? 
Yeah, they needed a quarterback. So I, I definitely feel better about FAU heading in 2023 now that they have a guy that, like, if healthy, can at least play at a, a decent level. I, I feel pretty good here. Yeah, I, I think that that's a that's a strong get for FAU. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I think if you look at Casey Thompson at Nebraska last year, he wasn't any kind of savior. He didn't fix anything, but he wasn't really the problem with what, you know, the Nebraska Cornhuskers last season. I thought he was... In some areas, he was an upgrade on Adrian Martinez. In some areas, he wasn't. But they had bigger problems that he himself wasn't able to overcome, and they come in. Jeff Sims clearly won that job from him over the spring after transferring it from Georgia Tech with the new coaching staff in place. So for him to go to Florida Atlantic to play for a coach where he's familiar with, so he knows what he's getting into, he's probably going to be the starter. And also for FAU, you're moving up from Conference USA to the American Athletic Conference. And while it's not really the American Athletic Conference that we, you know, no offense to Mike Resco, who wants to get rid of, like, the Power 5 label, which, fine, Mike, will go Power 2 and the rest of you guys. But it's still a move up in conference, and so you're getting a quarterback who has experience playing in two Power 5 conferences. And I think that he's a talented player. He's, wasn't he a four-star out of high school? So... I think this is a good move for the Owls. I don't think it's you know going to make them the favorite in the American just adding him, but I think it gives them a pretty good chance to have a very good season in their first year in the league. So, like my initial survey of FAU, you know, we we had looked at them um, in terms of Bill Connolly's returning production rankings. Defensively, they are bringing back uh, absolute ton. This is a group that if you're trying to, um, you know. If you're trying to power rank, if you're trying to set your expectations for what FAU can be in its first year of the American Athletic Conference, I kind of think that I was checking a lot of boxes on the defensive side of the ball. You add a quarterback with some pretty good pedigree, I'm starting to feel good. And you know how good I'm feeling? I'm not going to say this is an FAU podcast, but I think FAU might be my G5 team for this year. I think that this is, I think I'm going to be a, an Owls homer. And it's too bad Danny can't join. I mean, Danny's efforting to join us right now, but like, in Danny's backyard is the FAU program. We're going to have boots on the ground around that FAU program uh, as much as possible. But you give, you give me Tom Herman. You give me Casey Thompson. You give me uh, an FAU program that is bringing back a lot of returning production. That, 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 might be, uh, that might be my huckleberry right there. I think that I'm going to be all in on FAU for 2023. So, like, you're just – is it the basketball that's doing this or is it just the football? I did not even consider the basketball side of this. I did not even consider the $17 million that the athletic department was able to raise, the investments that they have made in both men's basketball and football and other sports. Did you know that all the other sports used to share were like one gym and one building? No. It, really? Yeah, like volleyball, uh, indoor, like I don't know about track, but it's like, all of like men's basketball used to share with women's basketball, used to share with volleyball, used to share. Like it was the investment in FAU athletics has increased so much over the last even five, six, seven years. I mean, because of Howard Schnellenberger, they always had it on mostly on the football side. But man, I hadn't even think about the FAU basketball side of this. Yeah, I'm all in. I'm all, count me all in for FAU in 2023. All right, before we get to our college football dictator questions, we're going to take a question from the chat. Uh, as always, feel free to jump in, smash the subscribe, smash the like, and throw your question in there. Uh, Joel asks, as dictators, will you impose some prerequisites and ongoing criteria on the AP football voters? What would they be? Uh, I would make you watch the games. 
That would probably be first and foremost. I need to have proof that you watched these games. You didn't just watch one game in the morning, the game you or the game you covered, and that's it. And then you go and vote on everybody else. I, I don't. If you're covering a game, I don't want you as an AP voter. I want you as somebody who's at home watching them all. I would not. Uh, no, I, I think everybody knows what they're getting in the AP poll. I, I think it's uh, it's useful and it's entertainment. And if they imposed these restrictions you'd probably have to pay people to vote in it, right? And I don't think that the AP wants to do that. And anybody who's actually watching all these games probably doesn't want to vote in it. What kind of dictator would have to pay somebody to do That's something? That's fair. You're, You're right. Then, yes, I would. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I got to get in the dictator mode. You're right. Yeah, like, like, laser eyes. I will, right. You do yes. this or I kill you. Okay, yes, sir. <laughs> Watch it. Would you have to watch all of the games or would you no. be required to just watch the games of like the top 35 teams in the country? So you would be able to like have a, a good feeling of the teams you are ranking for the poll. I would have a minimum number of games that you had to prove that you watched. I, I don't know I'm what actually, that number would be off the top of my head, though. You don't think it's OK for these guys to box score scout these? Like, I mean, I don't know. No. I think as long as you review the games in some fashion, right? And maybe watch the close ones. Listen, if we're going to have an ignorant voter base, let's leave it to actual elections. When it comes to sports, I want people to know what they're doing. How about you need to, you need, all right, we will get our friend uh, Ralph Russo to each week have like four questions that have to come in with your ballot, right? Because he keeps track of everything. And sometimes yes. Ralph is at games, right? So I don't want to like, remove him or his perspective. I, I don't, he's not a voter. I do not believe he is managing everything, but he's got a good sense of what happens across the entire country. He does like very good write-ups for the associated press that are sort of like big full Saturday college football recaps. Ralph's sense of what is happening across the entire country is usually very spot on. So, and I, I'm sorry, Ralph, to drag you into this and assign more tasks to you, but Ralph crafts four questions. You need to be able to have the answer to all of them to submit your ballot. And they are ones that are pertinent to the action that happened on Saturday. That way you don't have, um, you don't have just like blatantly moving teams around without even checking the scores. You at least are able to have some sort of like quality control right there. Also, another thing I would change. And I, this is, this is more for the Heisman than it is the AP. I think the AP does a much better job of this, but if you are voting in the AP poll, I would like you to be directly related to covering the sport. You know, like some, sometimes you see like a guy who's a radio host in Boston, who's an AP voter. And it's like, I don't know how much college football that guy's really watching. If the Red Sox are on that weekend or the Patriots. So it's, I, I don't know. Would you be an AP voter if you were presented the opportunity? Yeah. But do I have to work for like an AP Associated. No, no, I'm like, like, literally, I'm not asking for an AP vote for the Cover Three podcast. But if the if the Cover Three podcast got a ballot, would you fill it out and would you turn it in every single week? Probably for a year for the novelty, but like I, it would seem like like kind of kind of annoying after a while. But like that's if you if I did it, I would care about it. You know what I'm saying? So like that, then I would, I know I would put too much time into it. I would, would do it for two reasons. Okay, my ego wants to share its opinion, and B content give me something to talk about or write about every week too like not only would i do the rankings but i can do a segment on the show or i could write a column explaining my ballot there's it covers a lot of ground all right and bud would you go um straight off your power ratings would you dig in deep like that 
No, because I I don't think it's meant to be predictive. Correct. All right. Nice. Good. Great to hear. Great to hear. So if if Bud ever does get uh, a ballot, it will be uh you know not not just the uh, the the power ratings. We won't just have uh we won't just have Texas up in the top ten for the entire season as they work their way to eight and four. I did sort of do a sanity check yesterday on my coach rankings, and I I took the the win totals that are out now, and I said okay. If this if Vegas is right in this win total, where would I drop the coach this year? And in some cases, I had to revise where I had the coach because I realized that I was I was baking in like what I think is going to happen this year as opposed to just sort of what we've seen so far, right? And we're, we're doing a really good tease of our, our coach ranking stuff for next week, but I I take your full body of work. Like if you won championships, like if you've got trophies from even previous stops, they count. The longer ago they were, the less they count. But Chris Kleiman gets credit for what he's done even before he got to Kansas State, in my eyes. Mm -hmm. That's an example. We'll see uh, where they are. Uh, Let's do one more question. This one's much more specific. This is from Scott. Uh, If you guys have time in today's show, my question is for the departure of Sam Hartman to Notre Dame. What do you expect to see from Wake Forest offense with Mitch Griffiths taking over? My initial reaction, honestly, and this isn't a dig on Sam Hartman, I don't think the offense is going to look that much different than it's looked with Sam Hartman. I think it's probably going to be you know, the same slow mesh kind of style. I think the bigger loss might be A.T. Perry. Like, is there another A.T. Perry in that receiver core that can kind of bail out Griffiths? Because he did bail out Hartman on some throws from time to time. And it's, again, not knocking Hartman, but I do think that system is just effective no matter who's back there. I'll go ahead and follow that up quickly. Uh, the name is Donovan Green, and we're just hoping he can stay healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's not the exact same player, but at times Donovan Green has looked really, really special. Uh, I would also look to Jamal Banks to take a big step forward, Taylor Morin to take a big step forward. My expectation, like you very much in, along the lines with you, Tom, is that it will look the same. Oh, and by the way, uh, what's that? Do y'all remember? I think they might have another Carney. Y'all remember like Cade Carney, a little was it uh, Owen Carney? But I, they might have another little Carney back there. But I, I know I saw some some short, uh, compacts, a little running back during some of the spring practice stuff. Wake Forest coaching staff has been incredibly confident that Mitch Griffiths is going to be able to run this offense well. He's been in the program for a really long time. He was really successful in high school, and I think that they are still going to be really successful in Wake Forest as a top half team in the ACC heading into the fall. Agree on all counts. Uh, they do have to play Clemson, FSU, who they beat last year, and the Irish. So uh, the, the schedule draw is not super favorable, but I, I still think they're going to get back to a bowl game and, and maybe do so comfortably. Yeah, like, you know, win, win total, probably more schedule-related, but if we're just sort of overall quality of team, yeah. I, I think the offense is still going to be pretty productive. I have confidence in Griffiths. And uh, the wide receivers, I do think that they still have uh, some depth there. They develop receivers so well. Mm-hmm. I'm a little more worried about like their defense because that's. I've, I've never assumed Wake Forest is going to have. <laughs> like they, they have some, players. Like, they lost some defense defensive players to like like national title contending teams into the draft. So I'm like, this is this is tough. Could be a little dicey. Coming up on the other side. It's time for us to assume our positions as the college football dictator. We will issue our edicts next. 
You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. It's the most all-star studded challenge ever. And this time, it's every competitor for themselves. Best challenge ever! The Challenge All-Stars. New season now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply. Back here on the Cover 3 Podcast, welcoming Danny Cannell into the conversation just in time for our college football dictator exercise. Once again, the challenges for the college football dictator is that you are going to change one team's conference. You're going to fire and replace one head coach. You're going to build one team a new stadium. You're going to give one less privileged school an NIL war chest that rivals Tennessee. And then you are going to relegate one school to FCS. Danny, how we doing? How's the office is struggling right now? Can you see smoke? coming out of my ears like the <laughs> export road rage is very real and i'm feeling it right now are you guys where you're supposed to change your passwords every 90 days or whatever yes yeah so i've been getting an email and i'm like i'll put it off i'll put it off and then it was really messing with my whole setup i still so now i'm at the cbs sports hq headquarters which is supposed to be you know top of the line, everything, internet, everything's good. And yet I am, I'm using my phone for the internet. So <laughs> I'm tethered to my phone, which hopefully doesn't run out of battery before we are done with our show. But I did hack around it. I have an, I have an email through my phone to Aaron, our tech support guy. So hopefully we can get this thing addressed, but I'm here. So I'm good. Whew. All right. How are we doing? Go ask what Randy for help. I, I bet you Randy yeah. will, 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 will gladly help. I'm Randy sure he would. And it. then he'll hit me up for an HQ hit right when we're done the, uh, the podcast. <laughs> um, so what did I miss? Are we started off? You want, me to, you want me to start? You want me to kick it off with the festivities? Because I actually did homework on this one. That's why I was so irritated. I'm like, I actually thought I'd put some thought and effort in this bad boy. Let's go. Yeah, that's I, I, I want to go ahead and let you, especially if you are angry. Like, I mean, history says a lot of dictators sort of reach their peak because of <laughs> very deep seated anger, you know, so yeah. like, let's let the hate flow, Danny. Let's let's see what the dictator says. All right. So we're going team to a conference, right? Correct. Ah, screw it. Let's go. Florida State to the SEC. I am <laughs> so tired of hearing these SEC homers go out there. And make these cases how, you know, whoa, they'd only be seven and five if they played an SEC schedule. Let's make it happen. And I am worried about the ACC future. I don't know how we can keep spending and keeping up in the NIL game with those SEC schools. Eventually, we probably see some semblance of this happening, whether it's called the SEC or something else. I don't know the long term. We've talked about that a lot on this show. Well, let's go. Let's just take them down one by one, tick them off just like that, and then hey, I'll even hop in and do the SEC chant if we get in there, but only if we win the conference. <laughs> Yuck. You had like a whole uh, fight with – who's who was it against on the uh, – was it Peter Burns? 
Like you and yeah. Dusty teamed up against uh, the the S- who's the SEC conglomerate? Was Doring. it Chris Doring and Peter yeah. Burns? Yeah, mm. yeah. All those homers. Don't do the SEC. No, chant. Chant hey. if, we, if if we won the SEC, then I would chant it. That's the only you, time. You're not going to ride the SEC's coattails like Jimbo did last night. <laughs> oh, did you see that? Yes. No, what happened? Oh, he's like. Somebody asked him about TCU at a booster event in Fort Worth. It's a booster event, so like you can't get on the guy that bad. But he's like, "Well, yeah, they uh, you know they they hit on quarterback. They stayed really healthy. They I don't know they're experienced and won a lot of close games. And then and then they found out what it's like to play in the SEC. And I was like, "Bro, you if you take out the COVID year, you have a losing record in the in the SEC, and you didn't even play Georgia this year. Who finished in last place in the SEC right. last last year again? Who, who who lost to Auburn?" Who lost well, to State? Another fun fact: TCU played Georgia in the title game. You know how many times Jimbo's played Georgia at Texas A&M? Zero. 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 <laughs> so maybe he doesn't know what it's like to play in the SEC yet. Yeah, that was that was some big coattail riding right there, like right, right on right there with the chant when somebody else from the conference wins. All right, Danny, fire and replace one head coach, and you get to choose the replacement. So this was tricky, right? Because you know, I don't. You know, these are coveted jobs, right? I don't like firing people. And there was like, do you go with the hot seat? You know, do you go with that? So I went with two. So I give you two. I only one a piece, right? What? I'll oh, allow it. I'll I'm allow a dictator. It. I'll allow it. All right. So I had two. I had one. I'll just give you one. I think it's a good one, and I'm a little salty. So screw it. We'll just fire Kirk Ferentz, who's been there forever in Iowa. Just get him out of there. And you know who's going to be the hottest name in the business after next year? Garrett Riley. Give me Garrett Riley to the Big Ten. Open up this offense. 25 points a game. We're going for 50 points a game. Plus, in a year when you get Lincoln Riley in the Big Ten, you could see them pair off against each other. Let's go. Give it now. Just don't clip that where it says fire Kirk Ferentz, just and then clip it, and that's all there is. No, that's what I want. Let's make sure we add some context to these discussions. Danny Cannell demands Iowa fire Kirk Ferentz. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that Jimbo played Georgia in the first year there because he, like, remember they played it so slow so they wouldn't get blown out, like, didn't really try to win. It was that rain game in Athens. Yeah, I, yeah. Still, they play what once every six or seven years now. Yeah, yeah. Are you concerned at all about Garrett Riley's ability to bring the skill players to Iowa to be able to run the offense functionally? Nope, not one bit. Let's go. Let's make it happen. I am. I didn't get that far down the road, Chip, in my presentation, (laughs) but I'm ready to go for. I did prep. I didn't do. You know. Still, um, can you imagine Iowa fans' reaction? Like if you're an Iowa fan who's used to what Kirk Ferentz and that team has done for two decades, and then suddenly Garrett Riley's in charge, like, the would you even know what it's you? But that was kind of along the line of thinkings. Like, all right, let's see how it does at Iowa. Like they've been pounding the table for it, complaining about it. You know, it's one of those ones where eight, nine wins isn't good enough, and the offense sucks. But what's life on the other side like? You know, let's give them the exact mm-hmm. opposite. Let's give them a young, hot name. That's going to sling that rock all over the place. If you're Kirk French, you're, you're kind of smart to get out now. I mean, uh, well, granted, like for, for just for purely win loss record, if you want to keep just like grifting off Iowa for you and your son, then, then it definitely makes sense to hang on for as long as possible. But like with the new schedule coming, 
they're not going to be as good record wise. So like it's kind of all downhill from here. Are you, are you saying that Danny would be doing Kirk Ferentz a favor? It would preserve <laughs> his legacy even better. Yeah. All right. So uh, Danny wants to turn Iowa from uh, top five defense and bottom five offense into top five offense and bottom five defense. Uh, it's going to be amazing. This is what a dictator will do. All right, Danny, build a new stadium for one team. This is easy. Um, I'll be curious to see if any of you guys had this as well. I loved playing at the old Orange Bowl when I was at Florida State. I mean, that's why I think you guys had it. I mean, I think this is like the easiest slam dunk question of all of these. It would be better. The Hurricane program would be better. The ACC would be better. It'd be more fun to play in that environment. You cannot replicate the stank that came out of the old Orange Bowl, but at least, and it was, but it was part of what made it great, right? Was that smell that came out of there? The place was rocking. It was closer to campus, so the kids didn't have to bus, you know, 40 minutes to get to the stadium. And I don't, you know, I think a smaller 45,000 feet uh, seat stadium would be perfect. I think it would look fuller. They wouldn't have to tarp the, you know, upper deck. I think it would be great for college football. And I think it would be great for the Miami Hurricanes program as well. I mean, stating the obvious, and I don't know how feasible it is to get anything down there close to Coral Gables, but if I was the dictator, screw it. I'll kick out the Florida Marlins, send them back, and we'll get them We'll get them out at the old Dolphin Stadium, and we'll bring back the Hurricanes to Marlins Park. That was my answer, too. Denny has so far taken both my answers. He's <laughs> out so. of three? He's two for three? Uh, three for three. You, you're firing oh, wow. too? Oh, yeah. Are you hiring Riley too? That's, yes, I'm saying Denny is still. That's why I've been saying, "Damn it!" Like Denny stole all my answers. This is nuts. They weren't in the. They weren't in the dock, right? Because I definitely no. did not. I did not cheat. No, I, okay. <laughs> the no like, hive mind over yeah. here. Well, it sounds like we got an academic scandal at Florida State. You know? <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, tell me more about the stank. I need. I need to oh. hear more about the stank. Well, you know they had the trough in the old. Uh, you know, like just the in the men's rooms. It was just trough. Just like a running you, wall of water, so it, or was it not even I a running wall? Right. Oh, no, it was just trough. Like, there was – it was not running wall. It was just trough. And, you know, like in most stadiums that still have those, if they ever did, they'd put ice in there to kind of just make somehow mm-hmm. – I don't know what the ice purpose it served, but they didn't have that. And, you know, Miami gets kind of hot. So that would emanate over the whole stadiums. That and just a bunch of beer – and smelly, sweaty bodies being in that place because it's humid in South Florida. It just, it stunk. Yeah, it smelled like dirty, this, but old, mournful. <laughs> but like, and, and we, we we crack on Miami because they, they their their fan base is mostly bandwagoners. But there are some diehards who go to every game, and for them, the stadium experience they have now totally sucks. And if you're a student, it's really bad. Like nobody wants to have to take a 55 minute bus ride from their college campus to go to the game. It's just not. It's not collegiate in any way. So Can you drink on this bus. I don't know. And so sometimes, sometimes they don't send the bus. Drinking right? on that bus. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Give, Give one less privileged school an NIL war chest that rivals Tennessee. So the, the AOC rule. <laughs> I'll just ignore that. I don't want to get in trouble. All right. I'll go. I'm going to stick in the ACC, very ACC-centric for my answers today, other than the Big Ten firing that we took place. Georgia Tech, 
Georgia Tech, I'd be I'd love to see. Now I didn't know how far off the grid you wanted to go. Like, you know, do you go group of five or something like that? But I think Georgia Tech is a program that could be a sleeping giant. You know, you mentioned Tennessee. Let's go higher than Tennessee. Let's put them on par with Georgia, who, you know, probably has the best resources of anybody in the country. Let's let's let them fight over the state of Georgia and the South in general and build up that rivalry that, you know, you could argue how close was it ever. But I think that is a sleeping giant. If you could get kids, if you could actually recruit to Atlanta downtown, um, I think it'd be a ton of fun to see. So I had Georgia Tech. They could all also use it for assistant pay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Is that low right now? And maybe head coach. Why do you think why do you think they kept Brent Key and, and, and all the guys they had in there turn them down? So we need to beef up more than just an IL. Yeah. I think your broker's a joke. Yeah, we need we need to start pumping uh pumping a lot of funds in there across the board, all up and down that budget. All right, Danny, this one's a little tough because you're sending. It kind of seems like you're you know being a little mean here, but you are a ruthless dictator. Relegate one school to FCS. Okay, this program I have two. Like I did one. It was New Mexico, bottom left. But I wanted to go Power Five. Let's just go all in. Like if I'm dictator, I can do whatever I want. I went with a program. Now this is this is I would feel really bad in the non-revenue sports because they're really good and competitive in a lot of sports. They win a lot of championships in some of these, but it's an academic institution which I think is going to really struggle to continue the pace that they had about a decade ago. And if you look outside of that, it's been one that struggled. No, I'm not going to throw Barton under the bus. Okay, I'm not. It's, no. it's, oh my god! I was going to. You got to kid me. <laughs> Stanford Cardinal. I just mm. don't know if they are anywhere close to what they – and I think it's going to be interesting to see because with the USC, UCLA, the future of the Pac-12 in doubt, I relegate them to the Ivy League. That's where I put them. I think they're an Ivy League school on the West Coast um, that would fit better. Now, they might dominate early, but I think they're a better fit in the Ivy Leagues, and I, I'm very concerned about – their lack of willingness to take on transfers to get in the NIL game, I think it's gonna be a real challenge for Stanford moving forward. And think of what it would do for the Ivy League's TV contract to add Bay Area market. Oh, oh man, <laughs> I don't. Think I mean, that's if a terrible we really wanted all, to get yeah. crazy, I mean, if we really wanted to get crazy and you wanted to beef up the Ivy League, I mean, Northwestern, Vanderbilt, Stanford, Cal, who Cal? Like, who's the other? You mm-hmm. know. Duke could Boston College you know, get take one? Yeah. I don't know. Boston BC College's Duke. academics is, is that really on that level? Be close, they're strong. I don't it's, know if they're it's that at strong. least expensive. I don't know if it's that good, but like yeah, it's I, expensive I, and small, but I don't know if that means the academics are good. Sometimes expensive and small is just expensive and small. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not disparaging the academics, I just don't know. All right, who wants their turn next, Tom, Bud? But well, I think Bud should go since three of his I'll, answers have already I'll, been. I'll taken. go since Danny already took. <laughs> Well, if you've got any further elaboration on the on the uh, on the selections, then please feel free to offer them. I mean, look, his his answers for Iowa were spot on. I mean, like you can't be wasting a defense just because you have no idea how to coach offense year after year. And and I mean, we know offensive coaching can flip things around a little quicker than defensive coaching can. So I, I really like to see this happen right now, so I, Iowa can compete in the Big Ten this year because they should have a pretty good defense again. Um, all right, so. Change one team's conference. 
obviously Florida State was a, a pretty good answer there. I am going to go. Uh, oh shoot, who do, I have, who do I have here? Or Oregon, I think to the Big Ten. Like I, I feel like they really try super hard. They spend the money. Like USC and UCLA are leaving. Let, let's let's get them out there. Although my other answer I thought about was Texas to the Pac-12 because if Texas had not pulled out of that Pac Pac-16 thing about ten years ago, the sport would look wildly different. So would I guess it be those, better? Uh. Potentially, yeah. <clears throat> so the Pac-16 was Texas, Texas Tech, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Yeah, was that right? Were those the four teams? Yeah, Texas Tech or was Colorado in there? No, I thought Colorado it was would have Tech. already Colorado was already there. Yeah, that's right. It was four teams that are that are in that were are in the Big Twelve this year, or like a were last year. Yeah, Texas and Oklahoma included, and they each had one partner. I mean, that was Oklahoma State. I mean, if Oklahoma State could have made it to the Pac-12 and then you hold everything together, would have been uh, would have been very different for USC, very different for Texas, very different for Oklahoma. Not sure if the sport would be better or not, but definitely an interesting interesting thought right there. Um, all right, so that's your that's your change one teams conference, and then your you had Garrett Riley as your replacement yes. too. Yeah. I, <laughs> all right. Great um, minds think alike. <laughs> build a team, a new stadium. Can, can we renovate a stadium? Sure. Yeah. Like let's let's renovate the Sun Bowl. The location is really Ooh. cool and unique, and I, I, it's it's kind of you know built down in there. It's it, it's the, like the views are really cool, but the place is kind of kind of a dump. So like let's let's renovate that thing and make make it pretty cool and, and and keep it like a fun, unique bowl tradition if we can. I really like that one. The Sun Bowl is a phenomenal setting, and we we can't let it get decrepit. So let's invest in it. Good picks it's, right there. It's like a supervillain layer in that it is built into the mountain. <laughs> also, it's given us some amazing images, and games. The the Lane Kiffin and in, in the full uh the full like oversized parkas. Great stuff. Uh give one less privileged school an NIL war chest that rivals Tennessee. You know, I, I thought really I, I thought a lot about this because Tennessee does a nice job with NIL and, and there's a lot of programs you, you could pick, but I mean, the, the one program that just they just need the money is Notre Dame. Look at our comment mm -hmm. section, right? They tell us why are we missing out on these top 100 recruits because we other schools are giving these guys great NIL deals. Marcus Freeman is the best recruiter in the history of the sport of football, and if he just had an NIL game going, Notre Dame would start landing these top 50 and five-star recruits that they missed out on last year. So if you give them Notre Dame Tennessee's NIL game, Notre Dame's recruiting is going to straight to the top, so it's it's got to be the Irish for me. <laughs> poor, poor broke Notre Dame. How, right? How many miles per hour does the boat need to go for it to be trolling? Well, <laughs> <laughs> St. Mary's oh. School for the Poor in Which, South. By Bend. the way, the question was a less. Privileged school. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, right now, phenomenal answer. You're a dictator. All right, you've, you've really you've made you made all the Notre Dame fans so I happy. Gotta, I am a little uncomfortable with the dictator getting so close to the Catholic Church, though. I just have to say that mm. makes me a little worried. <laughs> fair, absolutely fair. Uh, all right, and then uh, then who are you sending to the FCS? Uh, only because I've known guys coached here and literally told me there's no reason for us to be an FPS. This is an FCS little program. I'm going UMass. 
they I, I, they don't belong in the FBS. Mm-hmm. What's what's keeping them? Do you like do, do they give you any insight? I've got no line on the UMass football program. There's like, 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 like the like the the spending, the amount people care up here, all all this kind of stuff is not. Not Somebody at some point thought it was a good idea, and it's just once you're in, it's hard to get out. I guess I don't that's know. Not, but but they don't have any conference ties. They got no, nothing they that's tying them to it. Like that's what my question would be for people around the program: is like, okay, so why? Like, mm-hmm. why are you staying? Right? Yeah that that was also my answer to that question. I would just get rid of UMass because, as I wrote in my notes, what are we trying to accomplish here? I I just don't understand what the point is. Mm. Two dictators have issued their rulings. Two more coming up next. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. Should you ever set foot outside of the hotel, you will be shot. Don't miss the new Showtime limited series based on the international bestseller. For the last four years, I've been a prisoner. Why are they keeping you here? Starring Emmy Award winner Ewan McGregor. This is the brave new world that you dreamt of. Be very careful. You are still a prisoner here. Everything in this new world comes at cost. This is still my country. A Gentleman in Moscow. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. Only with the Paramount Plus with Showtime plan. I'll be in that next year. Back here on the Cover 3 podcast as Tom Fernelli sharpens his game. Actually, Tom, not to actually you, but the U.S. Open is the one that you potentially could be eligible for if you get your handicap down to Danny level. But um, but the, uh, the, the PGA Championship requires a, a little bit more. Danny, what's that handicap looking at right now? Oh, oh, wait, wait. What? What would just happen? I was reconnecting my Wi-Fi. Why were we asking about that? I you, missed. So while I did, I missed the ad. That was for the PGA Championship? Yes, the PGA Championship. Yeah, okay. yeah I was um, telling Tom that he could, if his handicap gets good enough, maybe play his way into the U.S. Open. PGA Championship's probably a closed door. Yeah, might be. I want to get out in the course with Tom. Oh, smoky, bro. Smoky. The number's going pretty low. I shot 70 yesterday, so I've been hitting it pretty good. Nice. Could now you, my you, back is acting up. Oh no! Could yeah. you, Tiger do you Woods over here. <laughs> do you have the qualifications to uh, to play your way in at a to, I, to for, the, for the U.S. Open? Yeah, yeah, I could. My candy cap's low enough. I wouldn't dare put myself to that. Joel Klatt, remember he tried to do it. He was getting all chesty, and he uh, he was like bragging, "Yeah, I'm going out." And he set the over under for his score at seventy four and a half. And you know what he shot? Seventy five. Eighty three. Ninety one. <laughs> that's why I will not be partaking because I would do something like that too. You just, um, just let the pros do their thing. I, our, uh, a former colleague at CBS a long time ago is now like continuing to rise in the industry. Shane Bacon. I remember he documented going through the qualifying process before. Um, and it's, it seems like it is much more taxing than you would think, uh, for, than your regular afternoon, you know, out on the course. Yeah. All right, Tom, uh, your time as dictator has come. Let's go ahead and get it started. Let's change one team's conference. All right. This I, I went very basic with this one. I, I had a whole lot of possibilities in my head when I was going through all these last night, but I just stick with the obvious one. Notre Dame to the Big Ten. 
it's been something that they've been trying to get done forever. It just never happened. Notre Dame and the ACC makes no sense to me other than just for recruiting purposes. I think it would be good for the Big Ten, which is already adding USC and UCLA, to add Notre Dame. So that way now, you know, you've got the differences with the SEC and the Big Ten. While they're both kind of on equal footing with the money, the SEC in any given year could have four or five different programs that can win a national title. Right now, the Big Ten doesn't have that. It has two at most. So when you add USC, if you add Notre Dame, you're adding all these brands that have that kind of power and charisma, I guess, is one thing that you kind of need in this age to actually get the playoff and win national titles. So I would put the Irish in the Big Ten and just get that one done with. I mean, Gene Smith is, you know, Gene Smith, big fan of the podcast. You know, he's sitting there just nodding his head, you know, real strong right now. He's, he is, he has made it clear that uh, if, if Notre Dame and the Big Ten want to get together, you know, the, the Ohio State athletic director would be in favor for it. So Tom, mm-hmm. Tom's singing something that's, uh, that's good for, uh, good for him. All right, Tom, fire and replace one head coach. All right. This one I think would be fun. Jimbo, you're gone. Texas A&M has fired you. Sorry, we gave you a lot of money. You just haven't been able to get the job done. Hope you enjoyed your time at the booster event. I hope the chicken was good. It was the last free meal you're getting for a while. I am replacing you with Urban Meyer at Texas (laughs) A&M. So that way in the SEC, we've got Urban at A&M, Brian Kelly at LSU, Saban's still in Alabama for now, Kirby's at Georgia. You've got Sark at Texas. You've got Venables at Oklahoma. But still, it's just, I mean, talk about... Hugh Freeze at Auburn. Exactly. Lane Just, Kiffin making fun of all of them? It, th- oh, my yes. gosh. I mean, I, I understand Jimbo has won a national title before, but it's clearly not working in College Station. He just doesn't have what he, he – he doesn't – he's got enough. He's got a lot of clubs in his bag, but he's missing that one club he really needs. Urban Meyer got a full bag. He's going to be able to get this. He's going to be able to chip in from the sand here. He's going to bring in the talent. He's going to develop the talent. He's going to put him in an offense that works, and Texas A&M is going to be humming where it should be. Urban to College Station, dude. I'm not gonna lie. You remember I had I said if I have multiples, I had an Urban Meyer returns too. Yeah, I mean <laughs> it's just we got to get him back on the sidelines. We need returns to the sport or, or returns to a school. Oh, returns to a school. Yeah, he's gonna be a head job. No, no, no you, I mean like like going back to Florida. Oh no, I uh, there was one that I flirted with was Ohio State. You know, like because I was gonna fire somebody who didn't want to fire. Um, I had Nick Saban, like get Nick Saban out, bring Urban Meyer in to step in to fill oh, there. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I had some, those were the, and the dictator had to stop taking the crazy pills. I had Hold to come on, back to like, a little bit realistic. Yeah, hello, chart beat them. Need to increase our, uh, our, our, our rating <laughs> capability here. Uh, Urban Meyer takes over Alabama. <laughs> uh, quote, Nick Saban should be fired and replaced by Urban Meyer. End quote. <laughs> slash aggregate slash Asana. <laughs> um, Ur- Urban at Texas A&M, in addition to the group that he would be joining, mm-hmm. would be incredible. That would just be a lot of fun. Come on, the content, guys, the content. What if you had given last year's roster with all of their off-field issues to Urban Meyer? <laughs> 
Nobody right knows how home. to navigate that better than Urban. I was going to say, Captain he had like of the a straight ship. up murderer on his team for several years. <laughs> He's getting them back into the harbor, boys, and they I'll got a big what. load of fish. Listen, if Urban Meyer had been Texas A&M's head coach in 2022, that team is not five and seven. Okay, that team is no. contending with LSU for the SEC West. Best receiver punches the punches the coach in the locker room. Let's keep on rolling, right? <laughs> He's the best receiver. All Guy right? pulls the AK out of the trunk and fires some warning shots in the parking lot. <laughs> left guard next day let's go like i mean let's go you know listen there are some life lessons mess around and find out <laughs> it's about leadership leaders of men he plays for our plus old event response and outcome um all right let's build one team a new stadium uh we mentioned miami earlier there are only two power five programs in the country who play in NFL stadiums instead of on campus. I'm not building Miami a stadium because Miami, as you said, they had their stadium. They chose to leave. I'm building Pitt a stadium. Pitt should not have to drive to Heinz Field. They are, they are, campus is downtown. They are surrounded by like four different hospitals. Do we really need four different hospitals in that area? No. I am knocking one of those hospitals down, and I am building a football stadium on campus for the Pitt Panthers. That is the school that deserves it. That is a very dictator move of you to tear down a hospital and build a football stadium. Do you realize? Why do you need four hospitals in a square mile? What's going on here? Come on. Do you realize there might be a Dr. Dan Cannell picketing out in front of your proposal <laughs> because he went to Pitt and went to Pitt Medical School, and I'll be right there with him fighting oh. for those four hospitals to stay up for the next generation. My Danny sleeper agent. The streets. Danny's on the street picketing, but he's really gathering intel for me. <laughs> Where are they weak, Daniel? Tell me. But would you would you make them move their practice practice facility, which is literally next door to I, the Steelers? I'm building them a practice facility too. There's a lot of hospital ground that we can get rid of. They don't need all those parking lots anymore. I mean, it's not going to be a huge stadium. It's going to be kind of like what you were saying with Miami. 40 yeah. to 45,000. Keep it casual. Keep it, you know, cozy. Just not take up too much space. Maybe put it on the river right there because the, I think the Mahanga Hila Hula Hala Hula is right over by the campus. So maybe put it on the riverfront. Um, that was my follow up. Size, you know, if you're you downsize a little bit, try to turn it into a cool atmosphere. Um, I can definitely rock with that. All right, one less privileged school in NIL war chest that rivals Tennessee. It's on the same path as Danny here. I was considering Georgia Tech, but the one thing that kept me from doing it was the academic restrictions I feel like could really hurt what they could do with the money. But I want to give another program in that area a bunch of money just to upset the apple cart a little bit because it's not just Georgia that recruits in there. The entire SEC does. A lot of the ACC does. So what happens if I give Georgia State a big old bag and say, boys, go get you some money because my friend Robbie went to Georgia state so i know they can get anybody in there if robbie can get in there so they can go after there that they want they can do anything they want they could dominate the sun belt they would just become an absolute powerhouse and they would be stealing recruits from georgia from florida from alabama from everybody i just want to make life harder for everybody just for my own amusement so get the panthers some cash would they still play in the ted yeah yeah come on with their with their locked and loaded roster of NFL stars bought by NIL from the Atlanta metro area playing in Ted Turner Field, Georgia State coming for that state title. All right, then who are you kicking to the FCS? UMass, as, as I discussed with, with Bud did it earlier. I just it's again, what what's the purpose of UMass football being in the FBS? 
I, they, they don't serve any purpose other than to get beat by 40 and maybe collect a check. And maybe that's literally the only reason they're in there. They're not spending any more of the program. They're just collecting from other schools. Yeah. I mean, the t- finding the you know, UMass game can be complicated on Saturdays and involve streaming options that are next level, you know, second and third tier to say the least. So it's not like the media rights checks have to be that massive. Like, I mean, at least UConn as an independent, we got that CBS Sports Network deal. You know, we, we give we give them that CBS money right there. UMass has to deal with a, a little bit more of a complicated financial situation. To make up for what I did in Pittsburgh, I will burn down UMass's football stadium and build a hospital on it. There, boom, everybody's happy. <laughs> there you go. Also, the, branch. the live chat also says just take out the pirate stadium instead of the, a hospital, which also <laughs> might not be a bad idea. Pirate Stadium is close to campus, right? Yeah, but PNC Park is one of the best stadiums in baseball. I'm not getting rid of that thing. Well, if you're a dictator, you could just relocate it. Like it's a great stadium. Move that, move that to Tampa, right? And then, because like, <laughs> the pirates don't deserve that thing. Um, okay, here we go. So we got uh, Tom's done. My change one team's conference, Boise State to the Big Twelve. I think that if the Big Twelve is going to be throwing its net out and just taking anybody and everybody, then. They clearly are not holding themselves to whatever standards have prevented Boise State from joining a major conference at this point. And if you want to go football only, that's okay. But the basketball program's pretty good too. Make NCAA tournaments on a semi-regular basis. So I want to get Boise State to the Big 12 as the Big 12 continues to grow and grow and grow so that that very proud program can still compete at the highest levels. There's a little bit of like QSA via Sunbelt here. Like the Sun Belt, when it was adding teams, they want they wanted to add teams that had actual fan bases that were passionate mm-hmm. and cared and had legitimate, like somewhat reasonable regional rivalries. Whereas the QSA was more like, let's get big cities and hope that that the numbers will follow. Uh, the big like Boise going to the Big Twelve, I think it's a higher floor play than San Diego State. Now it's probably a, l- a lesser ceiling play because California, obviously, but it's hard to see them going wrong with it. When you, you know, when we were talking about lesser known programs with NIL, I considered Boise State. Mm-hmm. Like, what if you gave them a war chest to go out there? It's still tough to draw, but with their tradition, you know, recent history, that was one I thought about for that. I also don't want them to get left behind right now. You know, you're starting yeah. to see the the big division right now. So I'd, I'm going to send Boise State to the Big 12. Right. Well, Along I, those lines, yeah. one of the things I was considering, I, I ended up choosing Notre Dame, obviously, but. What if you took North Dakota State and South Dakota State and put them in the Big 12? I could rock with that. Because two FCS powerhouses, kind of like what Bob was just saying with the F, with the Sun Belt and how they kind of did things. I don't know. I just feel like that I would, would be do it football only, though, I think. Like, if the Big 12 is really exploring a Gonzaga basketball only, because that's where I was even thinking about it, maybe like Boise football only, that if the Big 12 sort of becomes this home where you just are grabbing the best that you can get uh, from that part of the country, um, everything west of the Mississippi. All right, uh, fire and replace one head coach. This is amazing because, again, we did not share our answers, but I have the same replacement as Danny and Bud. hiring <laughs> a different coach. <laughs> I am firing Dana Holgerson, and I am giving the Houston football program to Garrett Riley because I believe that big picture, Houston football can be great. And I came out with that take about two months ago, and I got checked on it. It's one of the great things about a show that we all 
It's not like one person who is unchecked. We all get to check each other. And I got checked. It's like, hey, take a second look at that roster. Look at exactly what this is going to look like in 2023. Could be a little bit dicey. I wonder if things are getting a little bit stale. I think that Houston could be great. They might need to change the leadership to be great. Garrett Riley, Texas Roots. You know, you take over, you bring in that style of offense. I think that that could be, that might be a recipe for Houston to be able to take a jump. Uh, is that probably the most realistic one we've mentioned too? I mean, it, oh yeah, it's a really good ours. Mm-hmm. Right, one one good season at Clemson, one bad season at Houston. Right, Houston's win total. Have you guys seen that? Not yet. I think it's Six four and a half. half. Okay, well there you go. That's, that's, I, I got to that, check. That's more I'm than the number of offensive linemen they return. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the thing. It's the ro- roster doesn't look good. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, again, disappointing for a program that I think potentially has a high ceiling, but the ingredients don't seem to be there right now. All right. I'm building one team, a new stadium. I'm building a stadium that for a fan base that I understand it's cute that when bleachers break, you pass them across your student section, but that's not cute if your stadium is falling apart. Okay. Indiana, I'm going to build you a new football stadium. It's, it is not funny. That your stadiums are falling apart anytime you're good. I know that you're not good all the time, but we at least need to not have safety hazards out there when you want to stand up and jump around a little bit, okay? You need to be able to have enthusiasm without fear of um, injury or any kind of risks. This is the stadium's falling apart. We got to build Indiana a new stadium. Okay. I would support that. That is a stadium that could use some renovation, yes. Good. Gravy. Um, uh, one less privilege school in NIL war chest that rivals Tennessee. Let's go App State. Wow. I like that. That's a great one. Chip just wants more reason to go to the mountains for a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> like, again, a very Homer pick, but I was trying to think about a unique like program setting that if all of a sudden they had dudes, it would be really, really fun. Um, and so, yeah, I, w- I would love to see App State be able to load up on talent like that. And then uh, <laughs> I can't believe Danny didn't go Florida. For, for the NIL That's a good one. That's a great. Uh, great yeah. Mar- Market text from the chat says this is why on campus hospitals are just hospitals are just so important because the stadiums are falling apart. Um, and uh, in my one school to FCS. Arkansas State. Ooh. I think Arkansas State could have so much more success at the FCS level. Um, so here's a couple, little bit of history. From the early 1900s to the 1990s, this was not an FBS program. They just got FBS in 1992. And from 1992 to 2010, they went to one bowl game. 20 years, almost one bowl game. But then, pow! Hugh Freeze, Gus Malzahn, Brian Harson, Blake Anderson. You have a little run. You run off a couple conference titles, and I I understand why it was intoxicating, but I you know they were one in seven in conference play this past season. The outlook, big picture, doesn't seem like Arkansas State's going to be challenging for top positioning uh, in the conference again. And I just think that if that community wants to rally behind that program, it might be nice to do it with a few more wins on the schedule. So uh, I, I think that Arkansas State has a chance for better feeling Saturdays if they take their act back to where they were for much of the 20th century at the FCS level. They have real facilities. Like they, if they go back to the FCS, they would be really good, I think. But is it, is it real facilities that 
mean that they should be better at the FBS level? Yeah, I just think they missed on their hire. Like Butch Jones doesn't seem to have it in the right direction, but almost everybody else who goes there at least does decently in recent memory. But Chip's, Chip's just trying to clear the path for App State after he gives them all that money. I get He's that. Trying to make a little easier. Get the mighty Red Wolves out of their way. Oh, man. <laughs> well, this has been fun. Uh, enjoyed getting to hear from all of our dictators. We will be back next Monday. It's going to be Coach Week. Monday, Coaches Under Pressure. Wednesday, breaking down the CBS Sports Coach Rankings. Going to be a whole lot of fun. We hope that you join us live, and you can follow him on Twitter at Tom Fernelli. You can follow him at Danny Cannell. You can follow him at Bud Elliott 3 You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Tear down the hospital. It's the NFL offseason, but on Pick 6, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, the football season never stops. Host Will Brinson, John Breach, and Tyler Sullivan are joined by analysts like Brady Quinn, Leslie Ducible, Katie Mox, and R.J. White to keep you in the loop on everything happening around the league. Whether it's free agents signing with new teams, the all-important NFL draft, or schedule release day, Pick 6 has you covered. As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must-listen. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found.